Hello, welcome to Cowboy Red as we discuss the latest Nottingham Forest news and transfer rumours and we'll also focus on an informed player for England under-21s in Morgan Gibbs-White. Uh, joining me to discuss all that, first of all, is Emily Anderson. Morning, how are you? Good morning, very good, thank you. Yeah, very good. Good, good. And our second guest is Mikey Clark. How are you, Mikey? I'm good, Matt. How are you, mate? You good? I'm all right. I was saying before we started, I'm off today and forgot that, but still arranged this. But it's not really work, is it? So uh, it's always good to talk Forest. Uh, let's start with Morgan Gibbs-Weiss. Uh, Emily, you watched the game last night. England um, England Toronto's beat Israel to make the final of the Euros and Gibbs-Weiss has been a star of the tournament. Um, tell us about how he played and, um, well, we'll touch on his penalty miss, but his goal as well. Tell us what you made of it. Yeah, I watched um, the majority, most of the second half and the back end of the first half. So I missed the penalty miss, but I watched the highlights. We can talk about that in a bit. But you can tell he's one of the older, more experienced under-21s. He kind of runs the show, really. Um, really great finish for his goal um, header, which is quite unusual for Gibbs White, isn't it? And it was his first, first goal of the tournament. He's already had three assists, hasn't he? So he's been an integral, really, in England's success. They've not conceded a goal they're firing on all cylinders. And the player that everyone's talking about is Morgan Gibbs-White. And what I particularly liked last night was the way he linked up with Emil Smith-Rowe. And um, they just seemed to have a really good working relationship together, which got me thinking about, could he be a possible introduction maybe for next season for us? Because as the way things stand for Arsenal, he's not going to get a game, is he? But no, Morgan Gibbs-White was, was great last night. And I think for his own confidence, he needed to get that goal after the penalty miss because it was pretty, not a great penalty, sort of fired it low to the right. And it wasn't even on target. And you could tell as soon as he hit it, you know, pulled his sort of shirt over his face. Um, but they all rallied round him. And yeah, he got that goal. I think it was just before half time and then easily won 3 0 in the end. So they're through to the final. And I didn't check actually who won out of Spain and Ukraine, if anybody knows. Uh, no, I'll check. In I'm, I'm going to check. Spain, Spain won 5 1. Well, they were winning 5 1 last time I checked. So, That's yeah. So, yeah. so anyway, I think they stand a great chance, don't they? Of, of um, yeah, 5 1. 5 1. Yeah. Um, yeah, Emil Smith throws a good shout, actually. He's behind Martinelli and Trossard and Saka yeah. if he plays on the right. And he was really good for Arsenal that one season when was someone injured. But he got in the England team anyway. So, yeah, again, another one on the list of good young players uh, that fit the mould. Um, the header, Mikey, I don't know if you've seen it, but he's not bad in the air, to be fair. I think he, he doesn't pull out 50-50s in midfield, but he doesn't get in those dangerous positions in the box because he's normally the one supplying those crosses. But it's good to see him taking those advanced positions. And if he can add more goals to his game, he's only going to be even better for Forrest, isn't he? He is, yeah. What what really interested me is where England are playing him. So I, I didn't watch last night. I saw some of the highlights, saw the goals and the penalty miss, obviously. But in previous games, in the group games, they've been playing him up top, haven't they, with um, Anthony Gordon and obviously dropping off. So it always intrigues me that in terms of how, how other teams, be it England or whoever, see, see our players. So... I think Fletcher mentioned it on um, one of the podcasts a, a, a few weeks ago around where does Morgan fit into this team? Is it off the left dropping in? Is it up front dropping back? So it just really interests me that. And you're right, Matt, he, he is almost like our main supply of goals. So it's, it's really strange kind of seeing him on the end of one. But I guess depending on who we bring in um, recruitment wise, we'll probably answer that question in terms of where Morgan lines up. But where did he play yesterday, Emily? Did he start up front and then sort of drop yeah. back into midfield? 
Yeah, he was, he, he, you know how versatile he can be, but um, he kind of played in that more forward role, actually. And um, I forgot to mention that in the second half, do you remember the awesome back heel he um, supplied for Danilo last mm. season? He did that again. It didn't quite work. It, it did find its player, but um, the, the shot was saved. But yeah, he was playing more of an attacking role last night, definitely. The second goal England scored as well. I mean, he's integral to that. Him and Cole Palmer, who's another really good young player. England have got all these young talent. Uh, whether he's Premier League ready or not for Man City, he probably is. I think he's been linked with Leicester. But yeah, that combination of passing, I mean, he, he's playing with confidence. With that swagger as well, Emily, do we almost have to revise our expectations for him next season upwards, do you think? What, you mean think even higher? I mean, for me, he's he's up there as one of, one of our best current players if not the best because of how versatile he is he's integral in everything we do he's already been called the assist king for the under 21s um I guess so but I don't want to shout too loudly because I want to keep him for a little bit longer um because we know that eventually it's likely that he's, he's probably going to go to a big six or, or to, to one of the European clubs isn't he I, I guess if he keeps on this trajectory that he's on now um but yeah, I mean, the only frustration I'd say from watching is it's not on the television. And I think it's really bad that none of the big broadcasters have picked this up. Um, some people say, oh, it's only the under-21s, but these are our future England starlets. And, you know, you've mentioned Cole Palmer, um, Morgan Gibbs-White, Anthony Gordon's coming into his own as well. There's lots of players there that we, I think we should be having a look out for because it's the young talent that you can really nurture. But yeah, I think hopefully Morgan Gibbs-White will continue into next season doing what he did last season and just building on his confidence because, yeah, he's, he's, he's great and I love it. And I, I love the fact that he's ours. I think what I meant was in terms of building for all his good performances last season, it wasn't until the last seven or eight games that we saw goals and assists really consistently. And I suppose that's... That, is that not just because of the players that are around him? You know, yeah, possibly. It is, a, it is a team game. And yes, he was probably working just as hard. But I've mentioned this before that, for example, when John Joe Shelby was in the team, the balls were sort of missing him and going over him. So he felt like Gibbs White was having a quiet game. Um, I think as the players have got to know each other, we've got that solid midfield now. Um, it means that he can push forward slightly more and he can feed a one year. He came back from injury, remember? We didn't mm. really have the front man. So actually, yeah, maybe maybe I'm overthinking this, but I think that, yes, he he does need to improve and he will improve, but I think he was already doing a pretty solid job for us even before the back end of the season when he started getting those goals and assists. Uh, yeah, I think... Personally, I think the, the, the arrival of Danilo in midfield probably helped because it was that box-to-box, so we weren't so one-dimensional. I think that made all the difference. Um, penalties, Mikey, are a bit of an issue in the sense of, well, are they an issue? I mean, he's, he hasn't missed for Forrest, but when he steps up, I don't necessarily think he's going to score. Should he still be on penalties for Forrest till he misses for you? Uh, probably, yeah, because he's he's not missed any yet, as if Forrest, I don't think. Yeah. Um, I understand what you mean, you know, it, we cast our mind back to the um, semi-final of the playoffs and that penalty for Sheffield United, thank you for missing that, by the way. Um, so, yeah, and, and and I think he scored one at Wolves, he did exactly the same thing, and it just went under the goalkeeper, obviously missed last night, but he did score a couple, if you remember, for us against Southampton and Brighton, really yeah. crucial penalties, high pressure. So I, th- I think he's got that role until something goes wrong, until he misses or, you know, it, somebody else comes in. I think you have to look at alternatives as well. Somebody said to me last night, Nia Kate's got a 100% record in taking penalties. I think he's took three. 
But I, I probably wouldn't want them taking penalties unless they've been trading his bagging them in. So, again, it just depends on recruitment, depends who we get in. But for me, he's, he's got that shirt. He's our set-piece deliverer. Um, you know, he, he's the guy that creates most of our chances and he's the guy that sticks away penalties. So, until that changes. And let's be, let's remember, right, our penalty taker before that was Brennan. He missed a few. Before that, Graben, I think he had a season where he missed six or seven, I seem to remember. Mm-hmm. And he kept the, he kept the penalty... Um, uh, taking responsibility, so yeah, I think Gibbs White is still on it until uh, until something happens differently. Just going back to your previous point, Matt, around some of the exciting talent that Emily was talking about in the England team, I I genuinely don't mind when our players are linked with you know moves to so called bigger clubs, you know the top six or whatever, because that that shows they're doing something right. And you look at some of those players, Cole Palmer, is he going to get a kick for Man City? I'm not sure. You know, Steve Cooper's got a great reputation of bringing young players on. You see what he did for James Garner. He's worked with the under-17s, I think, for England. He's a guy that can be trusted with some of this younger talent. So I'm sure we'll talk about potential signings shortly. But, you know, if Man City are willing to loan out a uh, James McAtee again, who was at Sheffield United, he was brilliant for them, or a Cole Palmer, do you know what? I think we might be at the top of that queue. So... No, it's all it's all uh, looking really bright, Trent's side, I think. And as long as we can surround Gibbs White with some of this younger talent, he can just take what he's what he's doing for England and stick it straight into Nottingham Forest at the start of the season. That'd be brilliant. Uh, Palmer's been linked with Brighton. I didn't realise that. Uh, somebody in the comments just googled it, and, and he has. Um, yeah, five goals and eight assists for Gibbs White last season. I should have said. Was, is he still on penalties for you, Emily? A few people have said. Um, Someone said Yates. Um, I think no, might have been no, no, Jake. No. Too much pressure. Nephew. Too much pressure for Yates. No, I'd, I'd keep Morgan on pens. My only concern, and this is a really stupid thing, but it does worry me, is the way he runs up. Does that not stress everyone else out? The, does that little sort of Johnny Wilkinson? Da, 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 da. He stopped doing it, didn't he? For the no, Brian. he did it. He did it last night. He did it. I'm going to say did he did it, it last yeah, night and he missed, yeah, and he, he did didn't do night. it in his last two for Forest. And, so yeah. I guess that might be like a psychological thing for him. But yeah, last night wasn't a very confident penalty, but I wonder if it was the pressure. But you could argue that Brighton and Southampton penalties were way more pressure for him because of our survival. But yeah, unless he really starts going on a downward trajectory, I would keep him on pens because I don't think there's anyone else that I'd feel as confident taking them. No, that's such a psychological thing. Like I think Brennan... Oh, it, oh absolutely. They're professional footballers. They should be able to score from a pen. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's way more than kicking a football, isn't it? It's all about the psychology behind it. And, you know, when Morgan Gibbs-White practices his penalties, nine times out of ten, he hits the target and it goes in. Last night, it, it went off to the right. Why? We don't know. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, Brennan was, a break. Really, Brennan was really good at taking them in the championship after he missed that one at Sheffield United in the league. He scored yeah. some big ones. But then the, pen, the ones he took in the Premier League were always at a good height. I think he played it a bit safe. And so much of it's ego. Like, Mitrovic is an absolute horrible penalty taker but he won't give them up for Fulham and it becomes such no. an ego thing and no. I think that's for good or bad you need to have that confidence and I think yes you need, got it. I think in all if you look at our whole squad he's the one that's the baller isn't he he's 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 got the, the swagger true true uh let's move on to transfer rumors and chat such as they are uh Dean Henderson still hasn't signed Although Man United is supposed to be getting close to signing um Anana isn't it the, the keeper from Inter who's really good. They've really messed a hair about. Are you, I mean, how long do you give United, Mikey? Are you still pretty chilled about it? Or, or do you set a deadline or, or what? 
No, I'm pretty chilled about it. And, uh, you know, this time last season, we'd only signed, what, two players? We've already signed Chris Wood, I suppose. So mm. we saw the influx that happened um, pretty much daily. I'm not saying we need to do that again, but th- there's still a lot of time. You know, it's like a domino effect, isn't it? We all know this in the transfer um, market. You know, one brings another, brings another, and then we get on a bit of a roll in terms of who we want. So I'd rather us, if we want Henderson, which it sounds like we, we do, just take our time, make sure the deal is right, get it over the line. We don't need to panic and get somebody else in as yet. Um, there's still time. I think um, he's bought a house near me, I think. So I think he's, he's, he's intending sticking around. In fact, I know he has. So he's intending sticking around. So let's just hold our fire, get him in. I said I said the other week, I genuinely think he's the best English keeper. And I know people will say Pickford for his distribution or Ramsdale had a great season. But I think Henderson is going to be busy again. Um, what is he, 26, 27, maybe slightly younger, actually. You know, we could get him for five, six years, just as Pickford went to Everton for five, six years, pays that fee off almost almost immediately, spread it over that period, and he could be between the sticks for us for a, for a long time. So if he's the guy, he clearly wants to be here. When you watch the um, the great thing, Forrest, is it the, the fan reaction thing, you know, where they do the start of the day and they follow it through to the end of the day? If you watch that one for... Arsenal, I think halfway through you see Henderson, he's nervous, he's fidgeting on the bench, he's, he says to somebody, how long's left, how long's left? That's somebody that's bought in to what we're doing and wants to be here. So that to me is just as important, if not more important, than uh, potentially what you, what you can do on the pitch or in the training ground. So if he's the man, let's take our time, let's get him in. He clearly wants to come. Let's just see it through. It's football though. So if it doesn't happen, I'm sure they've got backup alternatives and I think you see a few of them um, leaking into uh, social media and the press uh, and, and for whatever reason if it doesn't happen it doesn't happen but it sounds as if all par- parties want to make this uh, a deal and I'd be I'd be delighted if he's other than Chris Wood if he's our first uh, signing through the door I think um, was it Cluffy says you build from the back you have to have, to have a solid keeper Pete Shilton there you go that's my view anyway yeah, I think he's. I think he might be better than Pickford. Someone says, I saw a comment on back. Pickford saying he's got T Rex arms, which made me laugh because he doesn't <laughs> seem to reach anything. He's he's got these really short arms, but he's a good keeper. To be fair, uh, what about you, Emily? Are you pretty chilled out about it? Yes, I am. I, I I've had minor stresses. You know, when you think is this actually going to happen? But the fact that the Anana move seems to be happening, I think they just need to agree a fee, don't they? And actually, with the position that he plays, we don't necessarily need him this early for preseason training. Um, and we, I don't think we bought him by this time last year, had we? So that doesn't work. We with had. Me. He come, oh, had he we? Was, we just bought him. Had we just bought him? Yeah, but, a couple of days ago. We just we signed a one year Henderson and Nia Cassidy. Yeah. So, sort of similar to what Mikey says, it, you know, everyone knows he wants to be here. He wants to be part of our squad. Um, Man United see him as surplus to requirements, don't they? For whatever reason, I don't think the Ten Hag's forgotten the comments he made last season. Mm. I think as time goes on, if we still haven't maybe sorted things out in a couple of weeks, I might start to get a bit twitchy. But for now, like Mikey said, let's not panic. I would hate to just randomly get a keeper in from abroad who's not proven in the Premier League and then we're shooting ourselves in the foot. Mm. Um, Because what we've currently got isn't good enough. Hennessy and Horvath we've got at the moment, haven't we? So they're decent backups, but... I wouldn't want to be starting um, our first Premier League game at the Emirates without Henderson. Yeah. I mean, the other thing about Henderson is I don't think he's fully fit yet anyway. So no. there's no rush. If he can't no. train 100% and play friendlies, um, 
I think it's a week till the first friendly against Norwich. Yeah, North, he's so um, he's done right. some training with Man United, hasn't he? Because he put something on his Instagram. He said it was great to be back out there, which mm-hmm. is a really good sign, um, actually. So hopefully he'll be okay as long as he's all right for the first game. I'm happy uh, for us. I mean, um, Emily mentioned Horvath, Mikey. Luton don't seem to want him. I mean, are you surprised? Like Emily says, if you don't think he's a Premier League keeper, then you probably don't sign him. But he did well for a club that probably hasn't got that much money to spend. What did you make of it? He had a brilliant loan spell. I'm really surprised, I'll be honest with you. So if you look at his his numbers, which, which I did do a few days back, actually, he, I think he kept, it may have been the most clean sheets in that league. It was certainly in there in the top two or three. He had a, mm. and they were very, quite strong defensively. The, the way they play is quite physical, isn't it? But he, he did make one or two ricks, but every keeper makes a rick. But in general, I, I thought his loan spell was a was a great success. And you know, by all accounts, there was a um, whether it's a written agreement or a tentative agreement that they could make that permanent. Sounds like they don't want to. Maybe they have bigger targets or somebody that's lined up. But um, yeah, I'm with Emily on this. I think he. I'm not sure about Hennessy, but I think Horvath might be a, a decent backup for us. Um, he's never let us down. When, when he played, you know, I remember a game at Sheffield United when we um, when we went up, we drew 1-1. He was really good in that game. Um, he, he's never let us down, I don't think. So, um, but yeah, I'm the same, you know. I think it's all about getting Henderson over the line. Um, if you remember back to last season as well, not the goalkeeping position, but we had certain targets. You know, James Garner was obviously one of them. They've admitted as, as much since. But we decided to move on people like Freuler, because at the time, Garner wasn't available. And then, lo and behold, a week later, two weeks later, he becomes available and goes to Everton. So, again, I'm going to reiterate the point. If we want Henderson and he wants to come and he's the main man and man you don't want him, if it takes an extra week, it takes an extra week. But just just get him in. Let's not go for um, inferior alternatives just to fill a quota or that we potentially did do last season that's what Horvath did make one howling error for us if you recall in Chris Hewton's last game oh we did you're right yeah (laughs) might not be the worst thing because that was Chris Hewton's last game so as history played out it wasn't Mm. wasn't too bad but yeah he he didn't look very confident in those first few games um, playing let's move on to um, oh another transfer link Piero Hincapi uh, Ecuadorian defender, plays for Bayer Leverkusen. He's 21. He's linked about 35 million and linked with Newcastle and Spurs, I see. Uh, I've only seen him in the World Cup where he looked decent. Have you seen anything of him, Mikey? I haven't, but I spoke with a few people this, this morning who, who have. Um, and the general consensus around around that group of friends is that he's really good. And not that he's too good for us, because I'd never say that, but the suitors that he might get might be um, a bit higher in the league than us in terms of where they potentially finish. So if we can get, I mean, first off, that shows the ambition, I think, you know, a young defender only going to get better, played at the highest level, um, very highly rated. So, you know, I think it's great. You know, a lot of these won't come off, but if if that's somebody we're looking at and somebody that we're potentially talking to, Getting him over the line, knowing that you know we're probably going to start with a back three. We're going to need is this centre back, isn't he, Matt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And going to need five or six centre backs. You know, there's doubts around Willie Bolly, Scott McKenna's fitness. Warrell's got a year left. You know, we may end up looking a bit thin in that. So if we can bring somebody in at the age of 21 who's only going to get better, high ceiling, I think that's great. I think that's that's who we should be 
looking at going for. But yeah, I've personally not seen him, but but my friends say he's a, he's a he's a bit of a player. So good stuff. I've uh, I remember him in the World Cup looking decent, or the opposition wasn't the best, and it wasn't the greatest Ecuador team, but he did stand out. Um, what about just generally signing another centre half, Emily? We've got six and Steve Cook, who wasn't in the squad. Uh, it, do you think we need one more? Probably, just because of what happened last season with all the injuries. We lost um, Bolly and McKenna, wasn't it, in the again in the Fulham game really mm. early? And it seems to be a bit of our Achilles heel, that that position. And as Mikey said, if we're going to start with a back, back five, so to speak, to keep us defensive, I think, yes, we need to make sure we've got strength and depth there. And I think someone like um, Hincapi, as you mentioned, because he's so young, probably the ideal player for Steve Cooper to mould because he's just got this way, hasn't he, of just bringing players on. Um, Yeah, other teams, Tottenham and Newcastle are looking at him, which actually just makes, like Mikey said, it it shows how how far we've come. But also, you know, why not? Why why can't we sign someone like that? But yeah, I'd say let's not go crazy on the signings, but a centre-back would be one I think we, we definitely need. Um, speaking of Tottenham, Ryan Sessignon was one of the links mm. at the weekend. Uh, another Cooper ally from England under 17s, a player mm. he knows well. He's not really hit the heights at Spurs, Mikey, because it sounds like he's had like <clears throat> proli- uh, quite a lot of injury problems, can't get in the team, but he was so promising at Fulham. I remember him absolutely ripping it up for Fulham. Uh, again, Again, is it in that kind of Hudson or Dorsey? Oh, you're back on now. Hopefully you guys can hear. Yeah. What, what do you think about Ryan Sessignon? That's basically what I was saying. Yeah. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Um, yeah, I remember him at Fulham as well. I think we all do. I think he got Championship Player of the Year, um, or certainly Young Player of the Year. He was a serious player when he was about 18. In fact, he can't be, he can't be much older now, can he? He must, must only be late teens, early 20s. But... I think he's 21. 21 Is he? Yeah. Br- brilliant. So, yeah. again, yeah. Back, back to your point, Emily, that's, you know, moulding young players seems to be our, our manager's forte. So, you know, maybe his career has stagnated, but let's be honest, a lot of people that go to Tottenham have that problem. You know, I refer you back to a, a, a right wing back we used to have last, last season that went there and didn't get a kick. Um, so I, I don't think it's I don't think we need to look at that as a as a you know a indictment of his ability. I think let, let's scroll back to what we know he can do and we know he can impact the game seriously. And if we are going to play a back five, he is perfectly suited to that right wing back role. And also, if we go to a back four, he can play further up the pitch. So. I um I'll be honest, when you mentioned his name to me about a few weeks ago, I um I wasn't so sure because your initial views are where has he been for the last year or two? But then when you actually take stock and you look and you remember some of the things he's done and and, and refer to the fact that he's still only a young kid, he could be a, another brilliant signing. So I think it's somebody him and probably Hudson Adoy I'd, I'd I'd certainly like to be in that conversation for because it is an area that we need to fill. You know, Lottie probably won't come back. Um, Toffolo is a really dependable guy to have around the squad, but you probably wouldn't want to start a Premier League season with him as your first choice, with all due respect. Um, so I, I think uh, Sessignon might be somebody that we seriously look at. I'm quite excited with that one. And you can play him further up the pitch as well, can't you? Because he's, he's, mm. he's just as happy being a left winger. And you mentioned, Mikey, about the fact that people have said maybe he didn't shine at Tottenham. 
well, look at Morgan Gibbs-White. He couldn't get into the Wolves squad, could he? And look how well he's doing now. Steve Cooper's got a habit of getting those players that are out of favour at their club and then just finding the best of them. Serge Aurier. How many people laughed at us when we signed Serge Aurier? And he's, he's been brilliant in, at, at the back for us. Um, I've been having a look at Sessegnon more closely since he's been linked with us. I think he'd be a great signing because it's that left side that we're lacking at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, it's more the only downside with him isn't the fact, isn't quality, I think it's just injury worries and a lot of hamstring problems. Aren't they all? Aren't they yeah. all, well, If they sign for us, they are, yeah. yeah exactly, bring it on. But also, we've got Omar Richards who's back in training, of which course, is really good to yes. see. So. He feels like a new signing, doesn't he? Because he's not actually played for us. Um, um, and if he can keep fit, you know, he could be the answer to all our problems. Yeah, yeah, he certainly could be. I mean, like I said this last week, you don't play for Bayern Munich and be rubbish. So, uh, And he was targeted very early by the previous previous recruitment team so I think there must be something in him for sure as well um have these of you guys got any views on Hudson Adoy me and Temp spoke about it at length he's what he's a definite target for Forrest so it'd be interesting to get your take a lot of money Emily does he fit in or not and it sounds like a broken record but it's another young gun isn't it it's another one that I see that Cooper could really bring on I guess we don't necessarily need him in that position because does he normally play on the right or can he play on the left or the right yeah, either he played right wing back and right yeah. wing I think he yeah. left so, wing as well. so we don't necessarily need him but I think someone of that caliber yes he's had a bit of a he, he went on loan didn't he and didn't have a great season on loan um but I, I just believe in Cooper and the recruitment team. And if they think he's good enough, then I'm, I'm happy to see how he gets on. And if, if he ends up being a bench warmer, then, then so be it. But I guess he'll have quite a hefty price tag if he's coming from Chelsea. True. I think, Mikey, you've, unless you've got anything fresh to say, Mikey, I think we've already commented on him. No, all, all I was going to add to that is you, you can never have enough good players or good options, really. So um, he is absolutely one that can fill numerous roles, um, and he might have something to prove. You know, Emily, you were talking about Gibbs White not getting a, a chance really at Wolves only playing in the cup games. Look, his game has just improved remarkably, and, and perhaps um, perhaps um, he's in the same he's in the same mould. I think so. Um, yeah, people like that really enthuse me in in terms of people that are versatile, quick, skillful, can score a goal, um, and at the right age where their value is not going to depreciate or their their influence on the pitch isn't going to depreciate um we've we've all we've sometimes been guilty of not having that at, at this club and buying players that maybe their best days are gone but i think we've spoke about three players now where the, i think the best days are ahead of them so um recruitment like that always enthuses me to be honest mm. uh, quite a few people in the comments asking about Ian Nacho saying it's gone quiet i mean it literally i've only ever seen it from one source in Nigeria and no uh, connected journalists here have picked up on it and we've not heard anything. So I don't know if there's actually anything in that. I think people have got to be excited and rolled with it. I mean, it might come to come to pass, but um, nothing in it that we know of at the moment. The fact um, that my Leicester City loving boyfriend twitched at the thought of Ian Acho coming to Boris made me think, oh, he's all right. Oh, OK. Yeah. That's why he was twitching yeah. in a good yeah, way. But- Ianacho apparently um, they need to get rid of him because he's he's on too much money. So he could be going somewhere. Whether it's us, I don't know. But you're right. I've I've scoured the internet to find other sources on this story, and it's just this one. Yeah, he's linked with Everton and Galatasaray, and I yeah. know he's on his last year's contract, and he's a big earner. 
and he's yeah. 26. So I think it'd yeah. be a good sign for he's someone a de- like Liverpool. De- he's a, I hate to say it, but he's a decent finisher. He's a decent finisher. He so. always does well for Leicester when he plays. He just yeah. didn't get in the team enough. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's a good player. Um, you wanted to discuss Yates and Warrell, Emily, <clears throat> in terms of new contracts. Warrell's obviously only got a year left. Ryan Yates got uh, two years left on his deal. But are you going to make the case that Yates should get a new contract now as well? I think so. He's got two years left. I mean, Warrell is a priority, isn't he? Because we've talked about the fact that Yates and Warrell are the backbone of the team with their Nottingham links. You know, Warrell bleeds Nottingham, doesn't he? Um, so I think he's his first priority. And um, it would be, I think, for Yates' confidence and his feeling of belonging, it would be great to give him a contract extension as well. Um, because I feel like since he's come back from injury, he has to start every game for us. Mm. Worrell, I think, will he knows Worrell knows his position, doesn't he? He knows that sometimes he's not going to feature. Um, but I just think we need to tie both those lads down because they are the lifeblood of our squad at the moment. You know, they might not be the fancy pants scoring all the goals like Brennan Johnson and Morgan Gibbs White, but you know, I I feel really stressed if Brian Yates isn't in the team. What about Scott McKenna, Mikey? He and Bolly have also only got a year left. Bolly's 32, so I think you can let his contract tick down and take a view at the end of the season. But McKenna's at an age where he's still a very sellable asset. And I don't think he did badly at all in the Premier League. He made a rick against Bournemouth, but otherwise I thought he was steady. Does he need a new contract as well? Big season for him. So firstly, I can carry what Emily's just said. I'd, I'd be looking to... Um to tie down both Worrell and, and Yatesy. Um, the amount of points we get when Yates is in the team is phenomenal. I had the stats somewhere, I was just trying to look for it, but it's significantly different than the amount of points we get when he's not in the team. So, and obviously Worrell's impact at the back end of last season can't be understated. He was magnificent. Um, in terms of Scott McKenna, I think it's a big season for him, Matt, to be honest with you. I, I, when he started to establish himself in the team, he had a run of a few games and then he got injured and then he repeated that again. So, I feel I feel a bit sorry for the guy. So he almost he almost nailed down his position, and then for some reason he got injured at Fulham. He, he I think he was poorly one home game, wasn't he? And Joe came into the team, or vice versa. But he he seemed to go in and out, in and out. So I, I do think it's a, it's a big season for him and a few others. Um, I'd love to see him have a great preseason, especially with the back three with his left foot. I think he suits that really really well. So um, I think it's probably one we probably look at as the season goes on. Um, and I, I think Scott will probably be um, understanding of that. So I know I know a lot of, lot of people, a lot of players, and even myself in normal work, push to get contract extensions, all that sort of stuff. But I think when you when you're in and out of a team, um, I think if you can prove that you can make a significant contribution by staying in 10, 15 games and having high performance levels, I think then your agent probably goes to the club and says, "Look, look at his value." He's been brilliant. He's been integral. Let's time down. And again, he's at a great age, isn't he? You know, he, he was player of the season, wasn't he, when we went up, give or take? I think he got man of the match at Wembley in one of the semi-finals. So he's been fundamental in our recent success. And I, I'd love to see him get a new deal. However, with my club hat on, I, I probably do understand why um, the noises are probably just get yourself in a team, have a run of consistent games, and then we'll probably have a chat further down the line. But yeah, I agree with you, Matt. I think Bolly will probably see out his contract or look to move second off the season. And I think it's a big pre-season for Scott, and I really hope he he does it. I would. I'd actually give him a new contract now just to protect his value. And also, in January, 
he could talk to clubs abroad and obviously Scotland counts abroad and he just feels like someone who ranges or Celtic are going to say he's perfect for us and have him on a free. So I would give him another year now and to protect his value or I'd sell him now. Scotland counts as abroad, does it? I didn't know that. It does, does in it football really? terms, doesn't it? Does yeah. it? Yeah. I generally didn't know that. Okay, well, that's interesting. Well, well, then the MAB. So maybe before January then, let's make a decision all round in terms of what we want. It's a different league, isn't it? That's why. So, yeah. I just thought British Isles, but there you go. Well, I, I'd probably make a move for him now, but um, yes, right. Uh, any other business, uh, we'll go to now, Emily. Anything you want to add before we depart? No, only that, um, on my late shift the other night, I drove over Trump Bridge as I do every night at 11 o'clock, and the city ground lights were on. and I thought, well, hey, here we go, first signing. No, it's nothing, so I don't know what that was. If anyone knows what happened there, it was really late, they don't think for the floodlights to be on, and all yeah, everything was lit up. Pitch work. Bit late to be doing it, isn't it? But they're That's doing. What I thought, but no, no, I haven't got any other business today. No, Mikey, I have, but Mikey, have you got anything? Only one thing. So, some of the conversations I've had on 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 Twitter is around our start and how difficult it is. And I just worked out some numbers quickly. Sorry, you know I do my numbers occasionally. So, we actually got from Man City, Arsenal, Liverpool games last season. We got almost twenty percent of our total points, um, but we also got. 32% of our total points from teams that got relegated. So you can flip it either way. But what I'm saying is those tough away games at the start, um, we proved last season um, playing those teams that we can get something from them. And yes, the majority were at home. But if you throw Chelsea into the mix, I think the percentage goes to about 24, 25. So a quarter of our points against those top four or five teams. So it is possible. You know, all we need is a point or two away in those first five or six away games. If you couple them with a couple of home wins, We'll be safely mid-table. So I don't think it's all doom and gloom in terms of, oh, I'm turning into Greg, aren't I? What's going on? I don't think it's <laughs> doom and gloom in terms of what people are saying, oh, we're going to lose all these away games. And then if we don't win the first two home games, then I don't think it's like that. Because, you know, last season proved that we can compete with the big boys. We turned Liverpool over, Arsenal over, Chelsea didn't beat us, point against Man City. So it is possible. Let's not give up. And you've got to remember, we will get some top quality players in. I have no doubt about it. So, the squad is going to look healthier than last season. Plus, they've got the confidence of staying up. They're not 30 people that don't know each other this time. So mm. there's a lot to be looked forward to. So don't be so pessimistic, pessimistic, guys, is what I'm saying. And at the risk of sounding like Greg, hear, hear. Come on, guys, let's go into the new season with some hope and optimism. Seriously. You know, I know we're not we're not necessarily going to pick up loads of points from those first six games, but we've got to play them at some time. And I'd rather play Man City early doors when they're still basically getting their squad together. Um, so, yeah, just be optimistic. It's a long old season. We all thought we were down by Christmas. And look where we are now. Yeah, uh, get get the tough ones out of the way. That's it. That's yeah. the way I look at it. Get your so clappers out, out with me. Come on. <laughs> Here we go. Let's go. I hate that too. <laughs> Six points is fine <laughs> from those games anyway. We get six points by hook or by crook. Um, it's always good to take reader questions as usual, and I missed one. Uh, have you this is apropos of absolutely nothing, of course. Have you guys ever invited people back to yours after a night out to watch your highlights <laughs> from the podcast on YouTube? <laughs> no. 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 Very odd people do that, I would think. Yeah. It's a very really weird thing to do that. I don't yeah. think he'd want to do that. I bet Greg has. <laughs> 
from. I bet he has. I'm only saying that because he's not here. That's true. I sent you the WhatsApp group yesterday. He's done well to find highlights from Forest, hasn't he? If if he shows that. (laughs) Fair play to him. They were Newcastle highlights, I think. Um, Quick bit of admin from me. I'm really bad at saying if you like this, subscribe to the channel um, because we get more people viewing videos and subscribing. So do subscribe on YouTube and give us a like. Uh, It does help spread the word and iTunes reviews and uh comments and all that really helps uh, spread the word so do that um twitter's dying on its ass by the look of it so we've got an instagram account uh, at garibaldi red podcast i've sat there set that up and we'll probably do this threads thing Are you one of you's on it was it you i signed point? up to that today very exciting it's basically twitter it's very very similar to twitter so instead of retweeting you repost right um, but the whole setup is really similar. Um, so I think as Elon Musk is stopping us from doing stuff on Twitter, lots of people are tending to be moving over to threads. So we'll see. It is um, it is an Instagram meta platform, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah. But it looks like it's already firing on all cylinders. Forrest haven't got their Twitter account, uh, their thread account on there. Sorry, yeah, I checked earlier. So they need to get on it. Come on, Forrest. Yeah, we'll probably give it a go. I'm sure it'll I take I think you though, should, yeah. yeah. I'm falling out of love with Twitter. Well, I don't think I was ever in love with Twitter, but um, yeah, running out no, of patience. Me I should think. Um, Greg in the comments asks, are we doing the Fancy League again? Uh, yes, we are. Um, I'll sort all that out. The game only launched yesterday, although I have picked my team already. Mikey will know. Mikey won't Can you pick fun. your fancy team? I've yeah, been they launched waiting. Yesterday. Yeah. I've I'm highly it. competitive and terrible, which I think is a great combination. <laughs> so I get really stressed out about it and then really mardy. So they've messed can, the prices up. So can I they're, oh have they? They're too low. It's too oh, I think they want people to be able to pick a good team and they've made it really easy to pick a good team. Even Mikey could pick a good team this season. Oh, let's not be too oh <laughs> I tell you what, tell everybody how many changes you made to your team during the World Cup, Matt. Oh, no, it's like it? hundred and forty seven. Ridiculous. <laughs> Too much time. Are you, do you look at all the stats, Matt, and, and all yeah. that? Yeah. Oh, I bet you watch all the YouTube videos and all that malarkey, don't you? No, but I've started, uh, I've only got into it in the last two years, and I've started following XG and XA and expected oh, goals Matt. against and all that. Matt, and it is an I indicator do. of form and stuff. But yeah, don't, but does don't it work? People. Did you win your league? <laughs> no, rather don't. annoyingly. I came second in mine. That's what I'm going to say. I won it two years ago, and then I came fourth after blowing it in the last few weeks. Mikey's brother, oh. Mikey's brother, blew it even more than me, though. He should yeah. have won it. Lawrence will be watching this. It's like he'll watch this. So, yeah. As soon as I finish here, forget anything else I've got to do today. I'm sorting out my fantasy football team. Yeah, do it, do it. I've already done mine. And yes, oh, and I, yeah, I can't. Will... I don't know about anyone else. I can't ever put Forest players in because it's too much pressure. Never ever have uh, a forest Well, I will do. Play. I haven't done it yet because of those fixtures. I mean, we're really, <laughs> yeah, we're going off track here. But sorry, yes, sorry. We will, we will have a fancy on. league. We're still on. The person who won it last year, who's probably says, I have got your prize and I'll post it today because I'm off work. Uh, yeah, if you win the fantasy league, we'll get you a sign mug. It's nothing exciting. But then the main fantasy Premier League fixtures are shite as well. Sorry, I don't swear normally on this. They're really bad. Um, Matt, what's yeah. got into you today? Seriously. Since day off. I swore, I swore Have a cup so of coffee. Much Have show. a cup of coffee and yes. cheer up. I, I, well, I have two, two or three sugars in coffee, so it's not very healthy. Tea, maybe. 
Right. Uh, very usual meandering outro. Uh, still got <laughs> 270 people watching, which is good but strange. Uh, thanks to everyone who watched along. Loads of comments. Very much appreciated. Do like and subscribe. As I said, we'll be back on Monday with David Phillips. I recorded that yesterday. Uh, it's really good. Good stories about Collymore, Bohinan, uh, Clark, uh, and his time at Forest. And also, he works Premier League Productions as a co-commentator. So he's very up on Forest, having seen quite a lot of games last season in person so to get his take was good uh so that'll be out on monday morning uh emily thank you very much thank you mikey thank you very much awesome lovely to see you both yeah uh, i think it's probably going to be greg and temps doing this uh, this time next week so in the meantime uh, have a good few days everyone and we shall see you soon <laughs>